Okay. <coughs> now clap now sync. Clap. Yep. Three, two, oh. <laughs> one. Jesus. No, count again. Count again. All right. All right. Three, two, one. Oh man, that one peaked good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to make sure to go with the second peak. Yeah, you'll go with the second peak. I don't know. I might save that for the I intro. Don't know why I, I don't know why I said clap when I clap. Second peak or second tip? <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the <laughs> 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 whatever your preference is. Ooh. Oh no! Dealer's choice. Pop your tops and grab your cocks. Welcome to Catch Up Podcast, everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the sound of a White Claw hard seltzer natural lime being cracked open. I think it got a little less hardcore when you explained what it was. I, am, I <laughs> yeah. experienced zero shame saying that, and it's very delicious it's and hydrating. And whiskey. I also appreciate a good hard seltzer. We have more upstairs if you care for one. I know you said your little tum-tum's a little upset. So. A little bit, a little bit. The seltzer may help. Maybe. It's like a spicy ginger ale. I feel like that's like a putting a Jenga block on both sides situation. <laughs> it, yeah, it what? is. We got... got hey, he ever drank a battery? Uh, what? Not yet. A, like a battery acid? Like. No, like a white claw tastes like batteries. <laughs> oh. Or coins, one of the two. I don't know. I, I coins, like you soak some pennies Ew. in a jar of water? Ew. It tastes like licking no, a penny. You just put pennies <laughs> in your mouth. Yeah, we got Adam the Dark Knight Knight. Hi. The wifey for lifey M-Dog. Hey, guys. The Sheik Dariq reporting live from his bougie basement. Hi there. I am impressed by your brick wall every time. And Harley the Engineer. Thank you for that side thought. (laughs) I appreciate that brick wall every time I see it because I just can't fathom that it is painted or contoured to look like brick because it is very impressive, at least from our screens. Well, you'll have to actually come see it in person and then you'll know. Sure. We did the same thing on the house, on the outside of the house. Wait, really? What? You're going to have to send us a picture. Well, okay. So I'll do it tomorrow. There's a, uh, there's a, there's, we have like some actual brick and then we have the, the foundation, which is this same you see behind me. Mm-hmm. Was, concrete shaped bricks and then we just painted that wow so you're the concrete blocks are they normal size or they're the size of bricks i don't know how they did it like i've never seen it before other than houses in this neighborhood because it seems like what they did was they just they put a mold up against the wall with wet concrete and just pressed it in Mm, harley that sounds like the the bottom of your basement how it looked like wood grains but it was the cement. Yeah. So it sounds very similar to that. So it had all the. It already had the impression of the brick, but you just painted it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It was. It was. It looked. It looked like bricks. But it was but, all gray. But it was all gray. It was all concrete. Okay. All right, and then what cement. we did was we went and we we painted it all. We painted it solid black, 
Mm-hmm. And then we went back with a roller with like the brick color and made it look like bricks. Ah. So just use like a masking tape to paint over? Do what? Did you use like some masking tape for like the brick lines? Or like no, the... I mean uh, it. It's got indentions in it and things like oh, this so right here. Physically, look, okay. this right here is like sunken down. Oh, cool. So basically, it was already <laughs> it had the dimension of the brick. You just put the color to it. Yes. Perfect. Good to know. Oh, cool. It does look good. What are you I'm drinking over you, there? You're gonna have to actually come see it in person, because that way you can actually understand what I'm talking about. Because I've been explaining this five minutes now and it seems like y'all don't completely oh, no. understand what it is i'm trying to we say we get it now now i mean i have no questions no okay i get it i, d- I have another question what are you drinking <laughs> is that an old-fashioned uh, it is classic old-fashioned i got my old man sweater on oh very nice need to shave but i haven't shaved and i'm not going to shave so don't do it no, Treat yourself. You I think you. this is probably it's it's, it's uh it's forget it's forget to buy razors February. Yeah, I like it. I think this is our Go best ahead. remote recording setup we've done so far. So hopefully the audio quality sounds pretty good. Recording over Discord, which we tried a couple times, but I think I don't know. We finally got it figured out. Sounds pretty good to everybody, right? Well, hopefully yeah. my recording doesn't stop an hour short. Just don't hit the space bar. I'm just. I'm not gonna touch my laptop. Don't, Don't do space it. Space out. Hey. Uh, <laughs> What's everybody been doing? Catch us up. No. Okay. Okay. What do you kidding. want to talk about? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, who are we starting with? Parker. Uh, Parker. Whoa. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. My bad. Parker, catch us up. Okay. Okay. I would like to preface this. Uh, if you have not, be sure to go listen to our sixth anniversary recording we did with little drew baby miller it was nice to have him back a founding member of catch all podcast uh that actually posted the night of this recording um and we talked which we might get into a little bit we talked stocks with drew and just kind of what he's been up to cardiac half and all that good business um there was something else i was going to say adam and it has just slipped my mind uh the book club that will be going out on before, Tuesday. Yeah, you'll hear it before this one. So we were talking about uh, the games for the book club or whatever, and I had thrown out Arkham Asylum, which I'd been wanting to play. <laughs> it did not get picked, so I played it anyway and just got the platinum trophy for it today, so that was very nice. exciting. Emily nice. was there. She witnessed the entire what thing. Did I yeah. didn't realize that's what was happening. Oh, yeah, I got the platinum trophy. I needed the hardest thing in there is getting all the stars and the little challenge maps. So there's the stars. Yeah, you have to three star every challenge map. There's predator challenge maps, and then there's combat challenge maps. And which game are you talking about? Batman Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. The very first one. Mm-hmm. I don't it's a remember fun game. stars. I played that game. I don't remember stars. They're not. I guess they're like bat symbols or whatever. But there's three tiers of points basically. Oh. So you have to three okay. bat. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. This. And mm-hmm. then, like, don't you have to find? They're like the batter, not the batarangs, but um, they're the it, it's quests? like the throwing stars, but the batarangs. Is it batarangs? Yeah, batarangs yeah. or the Batman symbols, yeah. whatever. So I got the last one of those, or I knocked out a fair amount of them today, actually. So I got my little platinum trophy, which is real exciting. I like platinum trophies; those are fun. Uh, and I was hoping to start Arkham City at some point. And the PS5, I'm going to go off on a little tangent. The PS5 is real weird. 
because that was a combo package. So on the PlayStation 4, you had like two separate tiles, if I'm not mistaken. You had the Arkham Asylum tile and then the Arkham City tile. And when I downloaded the package, it just said that I had the Arkham Asylum and there was no place for me to get Arkham City on the PlayStation Store. And I was very confused. That is something that I've run across with the PlayStation 5 that I kind of hope that they fix in the future Mm -hmm. is the general store and game downloadable thing because mm-hmm. you can have like the same game downloaded as PS4 and PS5 and mm-hmm. they register as two different games. Uh, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that was a, a big issue with people that were trying to download the, the patch for uh, the PS5 version of Destiny, mm-hmm. uh, which I also had an issue with. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was playing Dead or Alive uh-huh. um, and I was trying to get, because I have playstation now mm-hmm. so i had access to one of it but there was also like a free version and then i ended up with two different versions of the game downloaded and had a real hard time figuring out how to access which one so i ended up just deleting both of them and re-downloading the one that i wanted to have mm-hmm. like more characters on for free or whatever yeah i think i had a similar issue when trying to figure out the version of no man's sky i was running um Got it figured out, but this, it's the same thing. Like, you'd be switching for, like, a PS5 and PS4 version of the game. You had to go into, the, like, the three little, the three-dot expansion menu, and then click on game version, and then you can literally switch there between, like, Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, and it's the same tile. But then I had to re-download Arkham City, so when I downloaded the package, it only downloaded Arkham Asylum. It didn't download Arkham City. It was very obtuse and very weird. Yeah, I, I don't enjoy it. But I'm excited to play Arkham City again. I like them Batman games. Ever since playing uh, Miles Morales, I've been on a real superhero kick. So, um, I never played any of the Arkham games. If if it gets picked for book club, I think I'm going to leave it in the uh, the pot. So if it gets picked, I'll absolutely play it again. And it, I mean, it's very fun if you have not played it. It's a very Metroidvania <laughs> style, at least the first one. Yeah. It's like all the different sections yeah. of. Um, Arkham Asylum or like uh, sectioned off and you have to like get different power-ups and your different gadgets. You can go to like newer and newer stuff and then they become like gradually more open world with like sprinklings of like the, the Metroid Metroidness of it. But I like them a lot. Yeah. And, uh, Derek, I know can you I, don't can like... Can I talk about uh, the game that we're playing right now? Uh, in one second, Harley. What were you about to say? I was just going to say, Derek, yeah, I know you're ahead. not a super huge fan of the collectibles but in Arkham City, I no, not. thoroughly enjoy the puzzles Uh-oh. that correlate to the Riddler quests. Because mm-hmm. you find those randomly, and you have to like figure out a, the very Tomb Raider-esque way to navigate your way through the puzzle with all your gadgets, and they are a blast. The Arkham City's See, definitely amped it up quite a bit. So, oh, sorry, what were you saying, Derek? I said I like puzzles, but mm-hmm. just having collectibles randomly... Sp- Barster in the map is just, it's a nightmare. Asylums are very much kind of, I think your phone died. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Uh, Asylums are very much kind of like a trophy hidden behind like a breakable wall or something. You got to see it or there's a riddles in certain rooms and you have to like find the thing it's talking about and, you know, see it with your detective vision and stuff like that. But then cities, really did hide the, like the trophies behind little puzzles. So it really amped it up rather than just like here, break this wall or got to pull this vent down with something you don't have yet. So I like how city kind of yeah, amped I was it never up. Really, I was never really into the superhero games. And then we played Spider-Man. I'm like, okay, I can kind of see the appeal. If you, if you like so. Spider, I mean, Spider-Man definitely kind of evolves on the Arkham Asylum formula. It's very much the same kind of combat. 
Uh, but Asylum, I mean, the Batmans, they did it first, and they're very good. I like them. They're a good Batman story. I agree. I haven't so played. Can I can I give a can I give a spoiler? Oh my God! Spoiler for what? For the next book club. Uh, since that episode hasn't come out yet. Parker doesn't do well, spoilers. Well, by the time this episode comes out, that yeah, will be out. I don't, so. I don't. I also don't enjoy spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Bio, Bioshock's one especially that if you have spoilers for it, I don't think it should be spoiled because Bioshock's so good. Well, well I, I'm I, not going to spoil the game. I'm just. I just want to talk about my experiences with it really quick from today. All right. Oh, yeah. Sure. No, no story spoilers, but yes. No story spoilers, obviously, but I, uh, so I've never played this game before, and I'll go more in depth than this when we do the book club. But I've never played this game before, and it's just, it's, it's very different to me because I've never, I've, it's what, like 15 years old, never played it. Um, but I was playing it today before we got set up. Uh huh. And uh, I died mm-hmm. because I went to hack a I went to hack a a certain thing, mm-hmm. and my screen went to the hacking screen, mm-hmm. but it was just black. And the next thing you know, it says press X to open the Vita chamber or whatever. Uh huh. What? <laughs> and so my game just started lagging and whatnot, and so. I closed. I I quit to the main menu, went back to my previous save, and I had to start all over again from where I was before all of that, which was a lot. Uh-oh. And so now I know. Okay, I have to save this every time. It's not no auto save. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Was how are you playing it on normal with Vita Chambers? Or are you doing the crazy hard mode difficulty without Vita Chambers? Well, I'm doing it on normal. Okay. And I'm dying a lot. Yeah, Bioshock's kind of hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm very glad that I went back to look and see what trophies I had because I want to try and get the platinum in it and I've already done the playthrough that's hard without Vita Chambers which is the hardest trophy so now I just got to clean up the collectibles and stuff and I'll, nice. I'll get the platinum trophy on that playthrough I'm excited about it I'm, I'm very excited about playing Bioshock again Emily if you want to sit in on some Bioshock action you might actually really enjoy it the story's pretty good I think I watched really you play some play the, uh... maybe that's the one with Big Daddy, right? The Big Daddies. Yeah. See, there you go. You know the Big Daddies. Oh, the Big Daddies. Her, I think I've got actually... one Big Papa, so I know the Big Daddies. Yeah, you do. Oh, no. I'm so uncomfortable right now. I stay uncomfortable. I'm His so name's Big Papa in my phone. <laughs> Nothing weird. Adam, catch us up. What have you been doing? That's I've been playing that Arkham <clears throat> Asylum. That's really all I've been doing. Nice. Um, Let's see. I uh, went to Chris's wedding this weekend. One of my good friends. Listener of the show, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, listener of the show, and it was pretty Sorry, good. Sorry, Chris, that I couldn't come. He he said it's okay. Um, but it was on like a Friday night. That was kind of weird going to a wedding on a Friday night. But um, yeah, no, it's been good. Um, called to set up an appointment to go get my suit, ooh, uh, fitted ooh. and all that. So it's getting even more real. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's that's really about it. Wow. Not really a whole lot. Wow. 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 So, yeah. I think I'm going Saturday mm-hmm. to the, the Warehouse of Man. Uh-huh, yeah. And, um, yeah, going to get fitted. Excuse me. Derek, catch us up. What have you been doing there, pal? Other than playing Bioshock and getting stuck at hacking screens. I have been balls deep in some Wall Street bets. Yes. Oh, 
Yes. Which I was hoping, I figured we'd be getting into that conversation later. Sure. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can get into it here in a little bit if you don't want to elaborate any well, further. Well, I mean, I'll just so far I've, I've, you know, I sold my fractional share GameStop, went back, bought another single share, then it dropped. I bought another share today. It dropped even further. I bought three more. Nice. I five. I am not buying any more. But I do have a decent amount of Nokia AMC, uh, like 3,800 Doge for some reason. Um, and just some other smaller, like, was it like Sundial and mm-hmm. Naked Brain and all that? Yeah. Just all the ones that Wall Street Bets has been hitting. For. Sure. That's that's pretty much it. I'm I'm waiting on them gains. Waiting on the gains. Yeah. The diamond hands. The diamond hands. We'll loop back to that around in a minute. Do the old brown town reach around. Harley, catch us up. What you been doing? I'm, I'm gonna take a second just to get around that brown town reach around <laughs> transition. <laughs> I've uh, I've been up to a potential title. <laughs> I've been up to a lot whilst very doing very little. That I like um, it. Power moves. I've had fun projects to work on at work mm-hmm. been watching a lot of big bang theory oh nice i never really watched it before and now i'm doing the standard me thing starting from the beginning and going all the way through in chronological order nice it is surprisingly a good show it's very it's, good it's one we watched at my house it, growing up i loved it, it definitely yeah. holds up. it like has obscure references to things that i enjoy that i thought no one else knew about and they take like a five minute explanation to like flush yeah. out what it is. I'm just like, I love this show so much. It's right so now. good. Then they have like random references to like Elon Musk and mm-hmm. and I'd never heard the word coitus until I watched that show. <laughs> coitus. <laughs> that sounds like a coitus. species of insect or something. <laughs> it really does. A very terrifying species of insect. Yeah, like something with large <laughs> pincers. Pincers? Yeah. Look out, it's a coitus. Coitus interruptus will kill you. Coitus interruptus. But yeah, I've been watching a lot of Big Bang Theory and playing some Dead or Alive 5. Nice. uh, Which is pretty fun. It has Ryu Hayabusa, which is like 95% (coughs) of the reason that I'm interested in that game. Tight. Dead or Alive, or not Dead or Alive, but the Ninja Gaiden games are probably in the easily Ninja Gaiden Black is easily in my top three favorite games of all time Ooh, Dead or Alive that is the fighting game right yes the one yeah. with very large assets yes yes <laughs> I remember those games <laughs> that would be a fun topic one day is to talk about like our favorite game franchises or something that would be pretty fun I would mm-hmm. like to do that let us know in the comments if you're Can interested y'all set aside three hours features? for Assassin's Creed Oh god! Oh my god! Yeah, we'll do it. I'll talk Assassin's Creed with you. I'm trying, eventually, going to get caught up. I am somewhere at the end of Odyssey still. I'm in one of the expansions, and I have not played it in a while because of what I said. I think on the book club of it, everything on PS5 pretty much upscaling and playing in uh, 60 frames a second, and Odyssey does not do that. Yeah, I just finished uh, three remastered about a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then the uh, the remastered version of three has uh, Rogue remastered, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna dip into that one, which I think that was the Vita version, the PS Vita. Uh, no, what that if memory serves correctly, that was when Assassin's Creed made the jump to PlayStation Four. There's Assassin's Creed Four, and then Rogue was a PlayStation Three 
that came out around the same time. It was like the PlayStation 3 Assassin's Creed for that year. That sounds about right. I think Liberation was the one that was on Vita. It was in Nolens. I think, you're, yeah, it was Liberation. You're right. Assassin's Creed yeah. Libertarian. But I have, I have, actually, I do have, I think I did get Liberation remastered for PS4 off Amazon right after I finished 3 because I'm going through the, uh, I'm going through all of them just trying to get caught up. That's. So I've still got, I've still got uh, Origins and Odyssey still in Odyssey's huge. Odyssey is so I, big. The biggest thing I'm looking forward to hang, uh, uh, from Odyssey is just hanging from the giant statue of Dong. Yes. It's pretty early on you can do it. That's really all I care about. It's no right color. there. That's all I care about. It's right there. It's uh, a very similar uh, principle to the Dinner Live series. <laughs> <laughs> Large assets. Yeah. Uh, M-Dog, what you been up to? Catch us up. Let's see. past two weeks, um, I've been pretty into Tetris. No, yeah, we've been playing the that uh, effect. Tetris effect. The Tetris effect, yes. Tetris effect. Um, this past week. You skimmed over that way too much. We need to talk about Tetris effect a little bit more and just how much it's consumed our lives as of oh recent. I mean, it really has. And we've looked up the Tetris effect, and it really is. It's been happening to me when I close my eyes, when I'm showering, when I'm trying to go to sleep. It's all I can see. You, you see all little picture, Can you refresh my memory box. on what? The definition of the Tetris effect is it, it it it's most widely associated with Tetris, but it is when you do an activity so much that it like infiltrates your subconscious, basically, mm-hmm. and it happens with Tetris the most because it is a very simple game and activity. So when you play Tetris for extended amounts of time and whatnot, if and you stop playing and then you continue to see like the Tetris board and the little Tetraminos falling. That's the Tetris effect. Okay, that sounds like when I started watching Avatar, like just binge watching it and then was like airbending in my sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the airbender effect, yeah. The airbender effect. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, Tetris effect is so good. I am, there's a PS5 version of it coming out at some point this year that'll have co-op in it. So I'm curious to see how that'll, that'll do. Co-op but I'm very, in Tetris? Yeah. Is it co-op or is it like Player versus player, because that I'm equally interested in both. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how it's going to be, but I would be excited and to see all those particle effects on like PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, PlayStation Fiveified. I can honestly say I have never in my life seen someone so into Tetris. It is so good. He talks about it nonstop. He's like, Mom, Emily's Dad, have you heard about Tetris? You they're trying to tell me play? they've never you heard of Tetris before. Savior, the block. Your parents. The block. <laughs> How have your parents <laughs> never heard of Tetris? I, I guarantee if they saw a Tetris board, they would recognize it. They were like, yeah. Yeah, we don't know what you're talking about. I, I remember playing Tetris on my little, I little played Game Pac Boy. Man. <clears throat> I played Gallagher. Did I send you all that video the other day of the Tetris God? Yes. I uh, the old College Humor video? I don't know. I may not have watched that. it. That video lives rent-free in my head. Oh, oh my gosh. Thanks, Line TikTok. Piece. Yeah, I've also been watching a lot of TikTok. Yeah, I, I have too. I also got together with some girlfriends from high school that I hadn't seen in nine years. That was fun. Watching Bridgerton for the fourth time. Oh I've watched gosh. Bridgerton for the fourth time. Unbelievable. Is that good and show? another little girly thing. I went over to Harley's house and he and that was not I mean, the girly part of that. His wife and I <laughs> put yes, on some really cool terrifying. little nails. That was a lot of fun. I've had a lot of girl time this week. It's weird being with you guys Not with right Harley. now. with <laughs> Harley. Also, just clarifying. <laughs> I said Harley's wife. Harley's wife. Sammy. I was with Sammy. 
just defending my insecure masculinity. It's fine. <laughs> do you want Do you want to tell the story that happened about an hour ago? Yes, yes, yes. I almost interrupted a few stories. Y'all were talking about Spider-Man, and y'all were talking about weird insects, and yada, yada, yada. About an hour ago, I was at work, and one of my places of business is inside of a home. Whew. And there was, I was leaning down. You had to take a breath. I about passed out. I was leaning down in the dishwasher and I was standing up and someone said, stop, don't move. And there was a spider on a spider web hanging from like a canned light in the ceiling. So I stopped and I like scooted over and I looked up and I was like, oh God, it's a spider. And then I looked closer and it was a black widow. What I assumed, what I thought was a black widow. And I was like, oh no. I was like, don't move. No one move. And I went and got like a, like a mason jar to try to catch it because I wanted to see if it was really a black widow before I killed it. And it went up into the can light. So I called Parker over there. Parker came to save me and he was like, it probably wasn't a black widow. I was on the way to go get CO2 for my fish tank from the welding supply store because that's what I do in my free time. I go to the (laughs) welding supply store. (laughs) City Lee Welding Supply. Do you know how to weld? No. No. (laughs) I can plastic weld. (laughs) So where did you, where did you say it was again? One of my places of business. At a house. No, but like, where was the location? Like, in Griffin? No, I mean, in the, in the, the, in the building. It, oh, oh, it was. Okay. It had crawled back up into the ceiling, into the can light. So, okay. like, the light bulbs that are in our kitchen, the ones okay. that are kind of recessed into the <laughs> ceiling. And I gotcha. so, but I'm pretty sure that before the person who warned me about it, um, before she warned me about it, I'm pretty sure it was touching me because I could feel like my hair doing something weird. So I was really worried that it like bit me or whatever. So I like called Parker, freaking out. I was like, Parker, come over here. She FaceTimed me twice and I was driving, so I did not answer FaceTime. Because I wanted him to look at it, obviously. Because I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's an insect dude. I figured he'd know what it was. And they're he didn't. Parker has six legs, you guys. Yeah. Whatever. He's a bug dude. He's it's a fish dude. He's an animal dude. That's what not, I meant. It's not an insect. It's not an insect. I understand that. Arachnid. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did want to clarify. It is the the arachnid black widow, not the sexy leather clad <laughs> black widow. Right? She just climbed <laughs> up in the can light. Yes, Scarlett Johansson. You're telling the ceiling. Yeah, it was, it was Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> you're telling me Scarlett nice. Johansson was, was in the house, and I didn't question. even know. Derek, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so. You voluntarily went into a house. Was in like did anybody live there or? Yes, it's where I mean what? yes, someone lives there. Okay. You were in the kitchen. I, I'm in this house every day. And there's spiders in this house. No, there's not. This was the only one I've ever seen. I still would have burned it to the ground. <laughs> so okay, yeah. So I called Parker and I gave him like a, a wooden skewer. To fish it up out from under the light, for, or from behind the light, hiding behind the light. And he got it out, and we got it in the mason jar. We're looking at it, and it looks a little bit like a black widow, but it also has, like, yellow stripes on its legs. Um, so we did Woo! a lot of research. Please don't get the spider. Uh, we don't have it here. Um, but I did take okay. a video of it, and I'll send it to you. Maybe we should post it on... Well, no, Parker sent me the Snapchat. Oh, did he? Okay. I don't want to... Yeah. Yeah, it was I, definitely a Black Widow. We looked up every other option, and it it wasn't any of the others. It was a Black Widow. I'm I've pretty never sure. Seen a Black Widow with yellow stripes. It was a juvenile. And juveniles can have yellow stripes on their legs, and like the the markings on its back and not its stomach were similar, like the juvenile markings. 
It was either that or a, a spider that. Huh? I mean, we live in an area. House. We live in an area with black widows. I've seen them like in the yards before, and I've. No, I know. Like they're. I have them too. They're out in the yard. They're never in the house. They do come into the house when I was reading about it. When it rains and when it's super hot. I mean, obviously it's not super hot right now, but it has been raining a lot here. So, I mean, it didn't rain literally today, but it has been raining recently. So, I understand. That, I like, absolutely hate all of that. I mean, I do too. I grew up in a house and um, mm. where my parents lived, they get brown recluses a lot. Same. So, I, I'm i not terrified of too much, but spiders are one thing I do not do well with. Um, because I've had <clears throat> several brown recluses on me. <laughs> And mm. I, spiders and I do not get along. So when that one happened, I was, I was freaking out. One thing I did learn about brown recluses, though, is as long as you don't bother them, they won't bother you. Like exactly. I, their their name suits them very well. But they're it, reclusive. Yes, but when they when they hide under your pillow and they're oh. they're reclusing under your pillow nope. and you go to bed at night and it's under no. your pillow I'm or in sleeping. your blankets or in your clothes, I literally growing up would have to shake my clothes out, check my sheets before I got into bed, and I literally tonight. like. I, I changed bedrooms twice because they're like they would just follow me around the house. My dad got bit by a black widow twice on Is one he arm. Still alive? Yeah, he didn't even get sick. That's good. It it was amazing. Like the Wait. Th- what? Was this was this at the same like one spider bit him twice I, or was it It was one two spider one two well, times. I guess it was one spider bit him twice, but Maybe it the was spider like freaked out and bit him it was like, Oh wait, 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 wait here's the antidote. <laughs> 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 okay, you get bit by a spider once, but you get bit by the same species of spider on a second occasion. They're not very nice. Maybe you need to reevaluate what you're doing. Well, I don't know when, or I remember when he got bit, but I don't know where he was. Thank you. I don't know where he was, but uh, it bit him on his right forearm. And I remember one of them was just kind of like a, a little bitty scab or whatever. But then the other one was just like swelling up. It looked like there was a golf ball underneath his arm, like in Ooh. the skin. Yeah. Parker just sat on his computer. Yeah. We're going to buy a new one. That's fine. <laughs> He's got a face full of Parker ass. So, yes. speaking Jealous. of... Did it look good at least? No. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Usually you got to pay for that. <laughs> his OnlyFans. All right. So, speaking of... You can uh, find me at, at browntownreachround.onlyfans. I'm naming the episode Brown Town Reach Round. I, I have a hashtags going here, and our name is Brown whatever Reach Around. I already have a title on Brown here. Town Reach Around. Yeah. I'm sticking with that. Damn it, I should have gotten some chapstick when I was upstairs. So, speaking of weird insect, arachnid, animal bites, attacks, whatever. Um, is this mine or yours? It's mine. I don't know I if we've it. talked about this guy on the podcast or not. Oh, wait, do you, st- you don't still have COVID, do you? Parker, I haven't had COVID for a month. Oh, there might be COVID. Sorry, go ahead, Emily. My apologies. I can't bring myself to do it. Have we ever talked about um, Steve Harvey? I don't think we've ever talked about Steve Harvey. <laughs> not on the show. I'm sure we've talked about him at some point. Not not the famous Steve Harvey. The infamous the, Steve Harvey? The Steve Harvey that Rob Hardy knows. Mm-mm. We've ever I've, talked about him on the podcast? I've, I have not gotten to I that. don't know this one. Unless it was recent. Okay, so my brother-in-law, who has been on this podcast, Robert, he does construction with this guy. And he has had super crazy weird things happen to him. 
like um, a pit bull bit his calf off. Um, Copperheads have bit him twice. He's gotten bit by a black widow and a brown recluse. Like he's indestructible, and like he has he been after struck by lightning. I don't know. After each occasion, like though, definitely he would drive lightning. himself to the hospital. After each occasion, like while half of his calf was hanging off. Like, That's what disgusting. What a badass! I think one of the copperheads like bit him on the, the head. Dick. Oh. <laughs> well, still I mean, the head. Still on the head. Still the head. <laughs> he just needs to not go outside ever. I know. I bet he's got some stories. If these calves can talk. So every time I watch uh, Family <laughs> Feud from now on, I'm going to be looking at Steve Harvey's calves. Different Steve Harvey. I found. No, never mind. Man, that's. Have you ever watched the reaction videos of Steve Harvey on the show when I people say weird stuff? Oh stuffs? yeah. No. They're they're great. With the penis, he's just like. Uh-huh. <laughs> I've read one of his books though, and it was actually pretty pretty good. I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, he. I've heard he's a a pretty pretty cool guy. Everybody I know who's met him, teeth. do what? I said he's got those big chiclet teeth. Yeah, <laughs> teeth. But he's always got a cigar. Like he's a big time cigar connoisseur, from what I've heard. Does he paint that mustache on before every show? Like it can't be that full. I'm I'll jealous. be honest with you. I used to watch the Steve Harvey show, the sitcom. Oh yeah. His mustache has not changed since then. That was in like the late nineties. Does it has to be artificial? I don't think he's aged, honestly. I think I saw my mom and dad are big Steve Harvey fans, and they like to watch Family Feud or in that the two, the game show that he does at the Family Feud. I remember he and uh, Kanye he? West came to Griffin recently. They did. They did. And they your did. parents were freaking out. How do you do about it? How? But I think I saw uh, he had grown his beard out for a couple episodes or something. There's some gray in it. And I was like. That's weird. That doesn't look like Steve Harvey. Isn't it weird how you see like a famous person where they like change their look just a little bit and mm-hmm. it like throws you for a loop for like the whole day? You're like, man, he just looks so weird. Yeah, it's not how you're Almost supposed like to be. Scarlett Johansson with red hair and blonde hair. Blonde, yeah. Oh, but it still looks great. I mean, she looks great regardless. She's yeah. not wearing a bodysuit of leather. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when she's in normal clothes, yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> she wears normal clothes. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> So, do you know why Steve Harvey was in Griffin and Kanye? Um, were they uh, doing a... Um, they were uh, at the Rock Ranch. What's that, what's that guy's name from Atlanta? What's his name? The, there are a bunch TV of them. Dude from Atlanta. Movie studio. Oh, Tyler Perry. Perry. Tyler Perry. Were they doing a Tyler Perry movie? Uh, no, they're... What were they doing? Rumor had it, they were like... Doing something at the Rock Ranch. Were they ca- campaigning? Because it was no. when Kanye was still running for okay. president. I they think. were not campaigning for Kanye. Um, but it was uh, during su- that time, right? Yeah, it was around that time. Uh, they're supposed to be turning the Rock Ranch like having like a rehab facility at the Rock Ranch. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. What kind of were they sponsoring it? Uh, I think they were sponsoring it. They were sponsoring. Mm-hmm. One person told me they were like buying it, but I don't think they were buying it. I think I they think were I just remember sponsoring. seeing this on Facebook. I'm going to yeah. see if I can look it up. Mm, yes. Speaking of Scarlett Johansson, have y'all been watching WandaVision? No. Oh. No. Boy. Spoilers. Alyssa and I have decided we're going to watch it. We're going to binge it when we get married. Okay. So I'll be like, oh, it'll, so it should all be, it'll all be out by then, right? Mm-hmm. Spoilers. Oh, my God. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. Derek, have you started watching it yet? Not. 
What are you playing? You running scales? Is that a major? I don't know what I'm doing. It's pentatonic. I just felt like doing something weird on camera to get people's attention. For those of you that can't see as listeners, he's throwing gang signs with his hands in the camera. He's playing spider. I think that said blood. Shorthand. (laughs) Oh, that's not blood. No, No, that's this. Oh. Oh, wow. He can do it. Do you know what this means? Somehow I can. My dexterity allows me to. Huh. Uh, hey Parker, tell Derek what this means. <laughs> <laughs> what? This Wait, means what? I love you. Bef- before Parker, rotate your laptop towards Harley for me. I can see what he's saying. Uh, I got a claw in one hand and a laptop in the other hand. A Stella. What do we got, Harley? Oh, twins! I win. Twins. <laughs> you got it. I pull that power cord back. Or that'll work. <clears throat> Listeners, Harley just gave me the double middle thing. Hey, Adam, so pull I, that power. Uh, actually, yeah, pull that power cord out back on the back the, side. Uh, the sign of affection between engineers. <laughs> there you go. Just plug it back in. Which is very accurate if you're in a group project. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we move on to our, I guess I, I guess what's going to be our main little topic. Uh, am I, I caught on Bella? Is that Bella on my headphone cord? Uh. Da- have we talked about our new little fishies that we got in our fish tank and how we've lost like 50% of them? What? I don't yes. know. We got them mm-hmm. right before the reunion podcast. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you mention it to Drew? I don't, I don't know. So It's not important, you guys. We can just skip this. We're not going to skip it because we put some cardinal tetras and some rummy, no tet- rummy nose tetras in our new little, or not new, but since we have moved our fish tank over to our house, uh, and like 50% of the rummy nose and cardinal tetras that we put in there have died, and it has been very sad, and I'm very confused because my water quality is excellent because I use r- reverse osmosis deionized water, as you all may know, and all the fish were dying for some reason, and I was very confused as to what was going on. So I got me a little water test, and turns out my general hardness is a little high. So I've been having bad. to do water changes to bring Your general down... general hardness is a little high? Yeah, not going to lie. Nice. Adam's you are getting married in three months. months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> diamond hands, brother. <laughs> Look, man, don't get me started on diamond hands, oh, okay? So, yeah, the general hardness. I don't know what, what what's happening. If it's leaching out through the substrate or what's going on. Who knows? I'm very sad. I do also want to comment on this. Not to not to brag or anything. Sorry. That was, that was loud. Yeah. Not to brag or anything, but... We <coughs> did not get new fish. The wifey for life oh, yes. bought new fish. Because you happen to be in Peachtree City where the fish store like is. I mean, I, just, I did have to brag myself a little bit. Yeah. I'm a pretty good wife, guys. Yeah. Can we? Oh, we got the hatchet fish. The hatchet mm-hmm. fish have made it. They've yeah, been fine. They've all made it. Let's, let's, we should name the fish segment because we end up talking about fish at least like five minutes every other week. I think we should sure. just call it a segment. Welcome to the fish segment. <laughs> That's what it is. I love it. <laughs> All right, so the fish segment. We, so we need excited. to do a theme, so I was like, the fish segment. Challenge accepted, I will. This week's local catch is brought to you by The Nothing. The Nothing is a studio project with singer-songwriter Tim Dryden and musician-slash-producer Alan Day of Four Years Strong. Tim and Alan connected in late 2019 and started production on the debut album, Speed and Space, due to be released spring of this year. The music started off very simple with just vocals and acoustic guitar, and Alan was hired to help shape what the sound would one day become. 
Tim is quoted saying, I went into it totally open to what Alan wanted to do and was willing to experiment with multiple genres until landing on the dark pop slash industrial sound. We both love heavy music and wanted to incorporate some of that intensity and grit into the songs, but balanced with soothing melodies and an overall pop structure. So this is Mind Over Machine by The Nothing. If you see That is Mind Over Machine by The Nothing. You can find them on Instagram at The Nothing Music for updates and to show your support. <laughs> so, you guys want to talk about the stonk market a little bit? What's up? Oh stonk. Before, before you get into that, I just want to throw out that Jeff Bezos stepped down as CEO. He did. I just saw that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he stepped down into like... He's just taking a different... Uh, it's like a, a board spot, right? Yeah. Just going to be like yeah, chairman. And then Which, some when you're when you have that much money, why would you want to still do work? I wouldn't. I know, right? I don't know. More I can, money? Yeah, uh, there's. I was actually thinking about the other day. I feel like if I won the lottery, I would continue working at my job. I would. It it would it would yeah drop me nuts like more responsibility probably. I'd get bored. Work ethic and whatnot. You can only play so much golf. 
Mm-hmm. That's true. But, um, yeah, no, some guy named Andy is going to be the CEO now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what... Anyways. Do you remember what day it was that I texted you fools about this whole GameStop business and what what was about to happen? It was on a Friday morning. No, Thursday night. Was it? Yep. Okay. I want to say it was... It was either the like the week after New Year, so it was like the like January the seventh, mm-hmm. maybe. It was about two weeks ago. So it was like it's at thirty dollars. Yeah. You need to buy it now. Uh huh. Yeah. So. Like, eh. So yeah, thirty dollars, and I ended up buying. I had played around with Ethereum cryptocurrency a little bit and made a little bit of money off of it. So I pulled all that out and bought GameStop stocks with it. Um, and then yes, over the last or the following days over that, it's been a dramatic increase. And then to, you know, the last two days has been blood red. What do you got? What do y'all think about it? What's, what's going on? It's driven me nuts. I'm having to like force myself to not look at it anymore. Um, I mean, I looked at it the other day when it got up to about 500 and I got super stoked and now they're doing the short letter thing mm-hmm. and it is now currently after market hours at 85 mm-hmm. so and Alyssa's sitting here saying I told you you should have sold you should have sold and I'm like no nah, fam I got diamond hands diamond hands <laughs> explain to me what diamond hands okay are. so because <clears throat> yeah, I'm over here on, on zero invested stocks. Any, any yeah, we, stocks. I want to hear Harley's so input in a minute. I became a member of Wall Street Bets, uh, which is a subreddit okay. community last year, right after the big crash in March is when I kind of started looking at it and I put some money in and made a little bit. And then I, I have not had a substantial gain. It's been about 20% the entire time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an entire lingo that they talk amongst themselves. It is very vulgar and very crass, and it's kind nice. of freeing to be in there sometimes because it's just a bunch of idiots like ripping each other. But It's it's millennials in the stock market. All in, all in good fun, basically. They're, they're pretty good about moderating and kicking people out and all that kind of stuff. Their big thing is like proof or ban, so... If you ever claim to have positions, you have to prof- provide a screenshot or else you're permanently banned. Nice. Um, so Diamond Hands, especially in regards to game GameStop, but it, I mean, applies to anything, is when you hold on to whatever you buy and don't let go of it. So it is just you are holding on to it. The general hardness of Diamond is high. Yes. Uh, so just saying. I found, uh, I found your original text, Parker. Uh, yes, yes. So you sent us you sent a screenshot of the GameStop stock on Thursday, January twenty first. It was at forty one dollars a share, mm-hmm. and you said I'm all in. You said to Valhalla. Uh huh. Adam said how, Adam said how many shares? You said fourteen. Witness me. And then that was how Parker's throwing gang signs. Maybe two weeks to the day that I bought into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You sent us a, another text later on. I said one way ticket to Tindy Town. <laughs> Tindy Town? I can not with you. Yep. Them tendies. The Tindy yeah, Man funny. coming. <clears throat> yeah, he sent it to us that and then, Thursday. And then the following day, 
the fall that 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 following day, which was a Friday, it was up to fifty one. When you sent another screenshot, mm-hmm. you said, "Ha ha ha ha, Alpha fucking Centauri." <laughs> so at this point, we have no idea what he's talking about because, like, at the time I was subscribed to Wall Street Bets because Parker told me about it like six months ago, and I get in there and I'm like, I don't know what these people are talking about. It is chaos a lot of the times. Yes, it's ridiculous. But now I'm sitting now I'm sitting here like diamond hands, apes, and. Uh huh. Yeah, freaking Harambe. The moon and all this mess. Uh huh. And if if you don't uh, diamond hands, if you if you wuss out, it's paper hands. Paper yeah, hands. you paper hands. So as nice. Parker starts talking about Alpha Centauri and all Which, this jazz, I will. Uh, we also talked about this with Drew, so I am sorry if we are retreading uh, territory. Um, this was Friday morning. I was in the kitchen with my mother looking at uh, cabins for a honeymoon, uh-huh. and. I look at the stocks and it was at like 52. So I start watching it and then all of a sudden it just dropped down to 32. So I'm like, okay, well, I've got to buy the dips. Yeah, might as well. So I got one share. Buy the fucking dip. Yeah. You got one share of uh, GameStop. GameStop. Yeah. And you currently still I have eat, one share. I eat yeah, dip for one. lunch. Huh? I eat dip for lunch. Copenhagen? <laughs> um, Fat lipper. So yeah, now I'm kicking myself because I got a can of dip. I got a can of dip. Oh, don't bring that back. God, Holy, have you listened song. to that? Listen to what? Holy I've shit. I've got a can of dip. Oh. Can of dip. I'll, I'll show you after this. Yeah, the video's oh, classic. It's, it's coming. Your, it's in the podcast. Your mind will be expanded. Okay. You'll uh, reach yeah, it. There's spoilers. <laughs> spoilers, man. Spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, I bought one at 3206. And um, yeah, it's it's just been a roller coaster ever since then. Yes. Yes. And then they start talking about AMC, so I got a couple of shares of that. And then Derek starts talking about Naked Brand. So I hopped on that, and I think I bought seven shares of that. And, yeah, just waiting to go to the moon. Harley, do you, before we get in any further, do you have any more questions? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, this is, first one is more of a curiosity, and then I think I have one more question. Um, how do you guys decide how much money you put in and at what point you pull out. So I Yola. had, that is one way to do it. Uh, <laughs> Wall Street Bets also, <coughs> lots of people post their, they call it gain porn. And then years also, which is probably more prevalent, is loss porn. So when you YOLO and lose a shit ton of money, you have to post like the screenshot of your graph and how much money you lost and whatnot. Um so when I first started playing around with options, which is something different than like buying a traditional stock, my thought was at a 20% profit, I kind of pull out. Yes. I'll take my, take my profits, sell the option contract, pull it out. And then if it drops, I, I forget what percentage it was, maybe 40%. If it the drops the value 40%, I'll, try and sell it off because option contracts, it's not like a stock. Mm -hmm. It is either worth something or if it expires, it has an expiration date. If it expires not in the money, what they call it, it is worthless. So unless it was not an expensive contract, then I would just let it expire worthless because it could always pop and be worth something. So that was kind of my thought, a 20% gain, sell it 40% loss so try and sell the, it. the logic then behind the diamond hands concept specifically mm-hmm. with GameStop, GameStop mm-hmm. is under the premise that you have faith the company will continue to grow GameStop is a different beast of what is going on oh yeah so 
yes, Ryan Cohen was added to the board last year, I think in November. So he uh, was the, I think the founder of Chewy. Yeah, he he was founder of Chewy, and then he like partnered with PetSmart. Mm-hmm. Wasn't Chewy already working with GameStop to try to improve like digital sales and stuff? Though I think that was Ryan Cohen when he <coughs> yeah was, it was Ryan Cohen. He, they brought him in, and then I think they added him to the board, and he brought two people from Chewy with him to the board, and was given like a share, a percentage of GameStop stock. The only, thing, like a, the only public information that's been released is basically they said they want to do stuff with digital sales. And that's right. really all they've said. They right? want to up their e-commerce, yes. So where did the where why did the Redditors decide that Because the information came out that the stock itself was overshorted. So what what is overshorted versus shorted? Okay. So I think I think I did actually explain this to Drew last week and I, I may have I'm familiar with what shorting is. I just don't know what overshorting is. Overshorting, my limited monkey brain understanding, is where you basically fabricate stocks that you sell to somebody that do not exist with the anticipation of buying them back and then keeping the profit from them and then covering those shorts. So they overshorted the company. I, th- I think the information where it really started upticking and what I saw that kind of caused me to jump in, it was around like 140% overshorted. So if the price of GameStop does not go down, then they have to cover their shorts and buy them back, even though they can't buy them back for lower and keep their profits. They have to buy them back regardless to cover them, which will drive the price up. So okay, so overshorting is simply the definition of a company trying to short a stock and losing. Right. Yes, but they okay. did. Yeah, they did it so much they like went into the hole with it. And typically, because what you just described was just the bad outcome of what I understood shorting to be. Right. Yes. So okay. if you short something, okay, you're on I the infinite loss bad, bad side, side of it. Yeah. Yes. So essentially, so, people are pissed off because these billionaires are making money off of this company closing and all of these people losing jobs. This, this, this was a very okay. unique situation where they were expecting GameStop to go bankrupt, basically, and were trying right. to drive See, it into the is, ground. This brings me to my next question is, the main company that people are talking about, that is essentially a company that invests other people's funds, though, correct? Uh, you're talking about GameStop? The hedge fund, like Mel- fund, Melvin yes. or whatever. Oh, Melvin, yeah. Yeah, so it's the hedge fund. So they... I'm I'm not so confident to speak on what if Melvin is like dealing with other people's money or how the hedge funds actually work. I think work. they are. My understanding so is that I the think hedge... I know I think I kind of know how that goes. Okay. Okay. So all right, so what happened was um it was la- a week ago today. So today is the 2nd of February. Yes. So last Tuesday, January 24th was uh, Melvin Capital sold their entire... They closed out their positions in GameStop. Now, this is where the controversy comes in because a lot of the a lot of the uh, investors on Wall Street bets were using Robinhood. And Melvin Capital is a part of a hedge fund that backed Robinhood by 40%. Citadel. Citadel. Citadel, yes. Yeah, Citadel is the name of the hedge fund. And so what happened last week was... Seeing how the just the massive just spike in GameStop stock's price was that uh, everybody was buying it up and the de- the demand was just getting really really high. That, that's what drives the price up. And 
a lot of the consp- a lot of the conspiracy is that Citadel pressured Robinhood to limit the amount of shares that you could buy in order to drive the price down, while also doing those short uh, so the, the short ladders to to kind of simulate a a, a sell off, and then you simulate you simulate the sell off. And you make everybody think that you're selling stocks, so that makes them sell stock, and that drives the price down. Right. So that's that that's that's where everybody's saying that it's market manipulation, because you have this massive hedge fund that's lost, I think it's what five billion at this point, just through this whole thing. Uh, they've lost five billion dollars, or no, Melvin Capital lost five billion dollars, and the hedge fund pressured. Robinhood to limit the stocks because they wanted to minimize their losses. Mm. And then if you saw today how the stock dropped down to like 80 bucks a share around 10 o'clock this morning, mm-hmm. that was uh, that was them going back and forth. Uh, that was them going back and forth with the uh, the short ladders to drive the price down in order to clear off like you know clear their losses. And it's crazy the effect that it's taken on the market in whole. Um, I think yesterday the Dow ended up bottoming out, um, or not bottoming out, but they lost uh, 300 points, which is yeah. a lot for Dow Jones. So it's and it's you'll insane. See a lot of articles, hmm? You'll see a lot of articles about um, about the uh, which I've been keeping up with this for like the last week. Is that you know you have a lot of these these. Uh, uh, people going on C- uh, CNBC and saying like, "Oh, everybody's buying silver now." Blah 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 blah. It's like, no. Yeah, you texted Every, like, me and told me to quit buying silver. I have not bought a thing of <laughs> silver. Yeah, don't buy silver. Don't buy silver. Why would you I, buy silver? I haven't bought any silver. Why would we not? Well, though? okay, but also don't buy silver. Why? Why? <clears throat> because, because the hedge. They're, they're trying to. They're trying to take people's attention off of GameStop and AMC and things like but that. Yeah, buying, shorts, buying silver uh, and gold is a thing stops. for like ever. Yeah. This this is a unique situation where right. the ETF of silver that they were pushing had a majority stake by Citadel. So buying this ETF was directly funding the hedge fund that was trying to short GameStop. Oh. I did not know that. That is yeah, it's a very unique situation. I think uh See, SLV was the ticker for the ETF and yeah. the Citadel owned a I forget a, per, a certain percentage of SLV. See, this brings me to my next kind of like, I guess, topic of interest related to this uh, and a question I want to prompt to you guys. There seems to be kind of two sides to this situation. Mm-hmm. You have a very strong anti-hedge fund kind of mentality, and then you have a pro-current establishment. And on the pro-current establishment side, you have the hedge funds, but you also have people that have 401ks tied to said hedge funds. So like the established kind of understood stable job retirement plan is what like people have are really concerned about what's happening. But then on the opposing side, you have the like people that are trying to get some skin in the game, I think is the catch line. Um, But they're trying to kind of build their retirement through alternative means or through, like side hustle type mentality. So you have this yeah. opposition of kind of, it's weird because you have like one side that's like the established workforce 
or what is stereotypically associated with the established workforce. And then yeah. you have people just trying to survive in a, a big pond, mm-hmm. lots of right. big fish. And my question to you guys is, what's where do you consider yourself to fall on that <laughs> scale? I would think that, you know, for, from my very limited knowledge of hedge funds, uh, part of me, th- I, I, I want to say that like a majority of hedge funds is just, you know, millionaires and billionaires trying to increase their, you know, increase their, uh, their net worth. Um, cause I mean, what a hedge fund does is, is they just pull a bunch of money together and then they have investors who put them into, you know, uh, uh, in, in, in stocks and investments and stuff like that in order to, you know, try to get, you know, get those gains. And, uh, and like I said, I don't know much about this, but I will actually, I watched the big short the other day. So I'm kind of, <laughs> you know, kind of just going off of that, but, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like, I just, I think that like a lot of the, a lot of the money that, uh, hedge funds have are just people who are like, they don't have to worry about money. They just want more. So like that one little, that little 1%. That's the uh, the four hundred one k's. Like, yeah, that like they're kind of you know stuck in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, reword your question. Say it to me again. On the scale of, uh, how do I say it? Um, I guess establishment hedge fund four hundred one k side, mm-hmm. all the way up to or down to, depending on your perspective, the Robin Hood redditor side hustle mentality mm-hmm. where do you consider yourself that the in the robin hood side hustle mentality having like the strong anti-hedge fund sentiment i think the sucky part is there is a good and a bad to each side mm-hmm. the good is as harley was saying um of course people's 401ks and their retirements are relying on these hedge funds now it's probably a small percentage because there's a lot of money, like a lot of money that's forked into those hedge funds. Um, so, but that's the good. But then the bad is these people are betting on the closing of these companies where there are tons of jobs being lost. So, so that's the bad. But then you've got the good on our side, whereas these people have learned about the stocks. They have made a good bit of money and... They're able to put it to good use. Um, I've been fought on Wall Street bets. People are posting like a lot of the good that they've gotten out of the money gained from sure. this. Um, so that's the good. It's a lot of money being made for people who more than likely need it. But then the bad is, it is, it's taken the stock market for a whirl. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's probably the market itself is going to take a toll. So it's it's win win lose lose like on either side. I don't. Does that make sense? I, I don't know. Yeah. From, and, from, and like Adam said, like there's people doing good with uh, you know with their gains. Like I've seen people posting stuff about <coughs> buying Nintendo Switches for entire sick hospital kids and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, they're, they're doing they're doing good with with what they have. They're not just spending it willy nilly. Harley, we better say something. I don't know. I feel like. The win-win-lose-lose from the outside, from my outside perspective, having been looking at it for the last week or so, looks almost like a 
win, lose, lose, lose. Because mm-hmm. on the Robinhood side, you have so much less risk compared to the amount of risk associated with the hedge fund. Right. That even if you tank, you're not really tanking as hard. Right. Whereas if you tank, you lose all your money. If mm-hmm. they tank, they lose thousands of people's retirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, and I think there's like there's this weird mentality that I've seen that like differs depending on like which which sources you look at articles from. Oh yeah. Where you have like the redditors who are like, let's be part of the movement, let's better ourselves, let's <coughs> be a part of a community, which is all good stuff. But the sentiment that they have is very like targeted at almost like an like a hedge fund as if it's an individual and not the representation of a large community. Mm-hmm. And it's just a weird dichotomy of like principles. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure. Like, I think I, I kind of fall in the middle where I see both sides. I don't think that anything illegal has happened on Robin Hood's side. Mm-hmm. I think the argument that like Robin Hood, like taking away the option to buy was like completely illegal. And I think that's like a heinous thing that they did mm-hmm. because nothing illegal is happening. It was just something no one's seen before. Yeah. You're the. <laughs> I, that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back is when Robin Hood put a limit on how many stocks you could buy in a free market. That was in my end, you know, Citadel having a stake in a Robin Hood or whatever is a one, a conflict of interest, but it is restricting people's purchasing power in what's supposed to be a free market. Yeah. So it's, like market manipulation on the big money side, but if, you know, a retail investor were to... It's like a rigged table of gambling. So, right. so like, we're all, the like, kind of, <coughs> don't want to say banding together, but are like, we should support GameStop because, one, you it's know, a, it is... a band of brothers. Yes. Hey, it on. is, uh, like, the prospect of the company could completely turn around and, like, the outlook could be very good and they could be very profitable. profitable so let's give them this capital. But it's also overshorted. So we caught them with their pants down kind of yeah. thing. So let's take advantage of this. I've caught you with but your pants down before. So that, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> so they're trying to say like, that's market manipulation on our side at the same time. It's like one, they're both See, pointing fingers at one another. And I, I was talking to, I think it was my brother or a friend or something. Um, and they, they, whoever this was, I was talking to pointed out that, if all it takes is for a group of people to agree upon something for mm-hmm. your, your market system to crash, then you need a different system mm-hmm. or to just accept that that is a part of a risk that you've been imposing on other people. Yeah. Uh, and that goes into the, uh, go ahead. Parker. Uh, no, go ahead. Emily was motioning. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to say, um, like, you know, like it's all a risk for everybody. You know, you put you put two hundred dollars down on GameStop stock as an individual investor. You know, that's a risk. You put your four hundred one k into a hedge fund, expecting them to give you money back in these substantial gains. That's also a gamble. You know, it's like it's you just have to you just have to weigh out whether you're you know you're okay with that risk. Mm -hmm. It's it's also not quite infinite risk on the hedge fund side if they can do like manipulate the stock price like they seem to have been doing like with the short ladder attacks like something that retail investors don't have access to we just can't like trade back and forth at lower and lower prices and artificially like deflate the price of the stock but then hedge funds can do this and they're manipulating the price 
almost blatantly and like lying lying about overshorted percentages and then hiding their shorted percentages and like option contracts and it's just a whole like they they are the big money and almost immune to that kind of thing so it is kind of kind of nice to be able to like not immune to it anymore (laughs) yeah stick it to so so we'll see sec hasn't really like stepped up and done anything other than kind of like offhand commenting like oh we support the retail investor side but nothing has come of it yet because they have actually said that they support the retail investment side. there what i think there was a, there was a quote a, a day last week where they they said that they supported the retail investors but the hedge funds have continued to short ladder because you can like look at the volume the volume of available stocks on the market is lower than average so no one is trading anything everybody's diamond handing the shit out of this thing and the price is continuing to fall so if we're not selling it and putting volume out there how's the price going back and forth and you can look on the nasdaq and see the trades being shot back and forth in like um 100 100 share increments back and forth like milliseconds at a time at uh lower and lower prices which artificially like with whatever algorithms they use like lowers the price and it's just been hammered and hammered and hammered and hammered and it's crazy another piece of uh go ahead adam um it's crazy all of the people that have been speaking out who were for it too. Um, I know Senator Ted Cruz spoke about it, saying he was for it. Um, AOC for what? Which side? Oh, sorry. Um, for the people go like people buying into GameStop, gotcha. teaming up against gotcha. the hedge funders. Let's uh, um, wrap up after his. I think we've hit over an hour. <clears throat> okay. Um, AOC spoke up about it. Uh, of course, Elon Musk is like big. GameStop. Yeah, big game stonk. Um, there was one more who was for it, too. Um, I can't remember who it was. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, that's who it was. He's been very outspoken. And that one really surprised me because with him being like a big-name billionaire, and uh, I know he's got his hands in Wall Street, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Cuban really surprised me because I figured he would have been pro-hedge fund. Mm-hmm. But no. He's- uh, it may be a similar situation where, like, Elon Musk hit Tesla was they tried to short Tesla and it worked opposite you know Tesla shot up yeah I think Tesla had a squeeze but not like as as much of a squeeze as uh, GameStop is expected to have so I don't know I am invested in GameStop so I'm still hoping that it turns around I haven't sold anything yet yeah I hope I hope we do squeeze out I don't know tomorrow's a new day uh, another another piece of damning evidence against Robinhood was that when they limited the amount of shares you could buy they they made it to where you could only sell your positions yeah and that's for like an entire day mm-hmm. but they didn't do that for the uh, the large investors and the hedge funds yep that that was that was the first day of the downswing is yeah when they yep. blocked all those people at once and then people get disheartened and see that the stock prices start to go down and then they just stop buying the people that I've that's when a to. lot of people started switching to you know like fidelity and td ameritrade so like that, that could be another thing we could see an upswing because if you try and move your account it takes several days but even if you just try and fund another account it takes a few days maybe not as long as like transferring a portfolio from one um broker to another so right and that could explain the yeah. big drop that happened today yeah hope maybe when we see what start I've seeing doing as well yeah, maybe once we start seeing brokers, the new brokers get funded, these accounts, maybe it'll start swinging back up again. Holly, are we about to say something? Yeah, when this is all over, I'm getting off Robin Hood. Yeah, I was so. just, uh, no, no, I lost it. Nope, okay. 
any closing thoughts before we uh, pack it up for the evening? We have been Catch All Podcast. You can find us on any of those podcast listening platforms, including Spotify. You be sure to head over to any of our social media platforms and give us a like or follow. Uh, be sure to rate the podcast. That would be super cool. And if you really enjoy the show, be sure to head over to patreon.com slash catch all podcast where you can get the episodes early. If you throw us a couple bucks. I'm making rubber band ball. <laughs> <laughs> what the? F- you guys, it's been fun. It's been real. I've learned a lot this episode. Mm-hmm. I'll see y'all in two weeks. <laughs> I'm going to get more rubber bands for my rubber band ball next week. None of that was financial advice. Yeah, I'm not a financial advisor. None of that <laughs> it was please, even please true. Please don't invest large quantities of your money based off our work. Only invest what you're willing to lose. Catch All Podcast is a subsidiary of Catch All Studios, LLC, and the unfortunate brainchild of Parker Ivy. Your hosts have been me, Parker Ivy, Adam Knight, Emily Ivy, Derek Smith, and Harley Chesney. Catch All Studios is located right here in Griffin, Georgia. Our theme song was written by Drew Miller and performed by Adam Knight and Parker Ivy. Our logo was designed by Pia Polito. You can find her on Twitter at WorksByPip. If you would like to support the show, please head over to patreon.com slash catchallpodcast. Any amount is greatly appreciated and will go towards improving the show.